Good morning, good morning. This is Reverend Melcina Yancey White with Yancey Family Ministries. So glad to be with you another blessed Saturday morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because God has a plan for us today. Amen. A plan to keep us in perfect peace. Ah, to take care of us, to see to our needs. Amen. I want to start my good morning shout out starting with my loving husband, Reverend Johnny White. And good morning to our Olive Grove Church family. Uh, good morning to my sponsors, Yancey Family Ministries. And good morning to my honoree sponsors, Brother Larry Downey and his lovely wife, Linda. I want to remind you that coming up on tomorrow, which is October the 31st, my sister, my big sister, Elder Susie Gooch, will be doing a showing of her new book, God Helps People with Schizophrenia. It is her testimony in print. And I forgot to also inform you can get this book on Amazon. So if you can come out to Cornerstone around 1230 tomorrow, support her with her book that is out, or you can go online and purchase the book. It is a good read. And if you know anyone that's struggling with schizophrenia, I'm telling you, this is an eye-opening book for you and your loved ones to, to help, to know how to pray and to know how God operates. Ah, thank you, Jesus, in the midst of a diagnosis. Amen. I want to remind you also coming up on November the 21st is Pastor Johnny White's anniversary. Pastor White's anniversary is going to be again Sunday, November the 21st at 3 p.m. And our guest minister will be Reverend Lewis Cash of Greater Clegg's Chapel Baptist Church. I pray you can come out and celebrate with that. And I'll provide a little bit more information as time go on. But I want to get in the word. Do you want to get in the word? I pray that you've been taking your moments and because I've been trying to encourage all of us to do that and how important that is. Oh, we take time for so many things, but have we taken time to do what thus says the Lord? Amen. To, to meditate on him, because if we keep our mind on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. And every moment you get, let's spend it with God. But there is a particular word I want to deal with today and taking a moment. It has been encouraging me, and I've been using this over the years, and God sort of brought this back to me, how he had to teach me how to do this one thing right here. And so I want to spend a little time this morning, whatever time I get before I run out of time, to talk about how we need to take a moment to listen. Take a moment to listen. I want to talk about that word, listen. It's an important word. Um, it means to hearken, to give ear, to attend closely with a view to hear, and to obey, to yield to advice, to follow admonition. Um, listen, to obey, to yield, listen. God had to teach me that in my marriage and on my job, that my emotions be everywhere when things are going on. But he taught me somehow to tune in to hear his voice in the midst of it. Amen. So those that are not good at listening, I just want to encourage you this morning to just stop talking. 
Just simply stop talking. That's where I had to start. Just stop talking and stop arguing and stop debating and stop trying to prove your point. Amen. More and more people have things to say, but nobody wants to listen. We see that all over the land. Everybody wants to get their point across, but nobody's trying to listen. Amen. James 1 and 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Amen. Swift to hear. That means the first thing, your first reaction is to listen before you speak. Ah, in Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Again, take a moment and listen. When you say, I'm by myself and, and there's nobody talking, God wants you to listen. Amen? Your thoughts and your minds be everywhere. And when we start talking, what we're saying is an example of what's going on in our heads because we talk in circles. And we're babbling and we're murmuring. And it's an example of everything that's going on in your mind. Your thoughts are everywhere. And you talk in circles. But take a moment and listen. God is trying to tell us something in this season. Something he wants you to know. Amen. I, I just believe that. I don't know what all is going on and having the people in your life and the conversations you're having, but God is trying to tell us something and all that's going on in our ears. Come on, if you're like me and you're in a job, you're talking to people all day long, you're on email all day long and constantly things are on your mind and in your ear. And I love Revelations 2 and 29. He that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. Are we listening for the voice of God? Are we listening to the Spirit in our Christian walk? Are we listen to the pastor? We listen to the saints. And we listen to the word. And if you like me, you seek the word on YouTube. And I have my subscriptions to certain churches that I listen to for encouragements throughout the week. I go back and listen sometime to my pastor after I've heard a word because something in it was rich for my soul. And I go back and re-listen. But are we listening? Come on, we hear things, but are we listening? I want to share something. I hope I have time. I want to go to 1 King 19. And I'll be reading in the New King James Version. Elijah on the run because of the death threat from Jezebel. I want to read that. And I pray I don't run out of time to elaborate on why I've chose this, chosen this scripture. Verse 9, 1 King 19 chapter, verse, nine, verse 9. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. God um, 
revelation to Elijah. Um, and But God goes on and he said, then he said, go out. This is God talking to Elijah. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, listen, after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed the prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said unto him, Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Hazel as king as Syria. Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel, Mahalah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. Why did I choose this? For listen, that small, still voice, listen. Elijah tuned into everything. But he wasn't really paying attention to the voice of God. He heard it, but he wasn't truly listening. And if you don't hear what you want to hear, you reject it. Listen. I I looked at this and I kept saying God was trying to communicate with Elijah. But Elijah's response was to justify why he was in the cave. God is trying to talk to us, and our response is only justification of where we are, what we've done, and what's going on in our life. There's something God wants to say, and I appreciate the fact that God made all that chaos because he had just left a chaotic situation, and here God is, (laughs) Woo! told him to stand in the mountain, and here he come in with the wind to shake the mountain, to break the rocks and pieces in the wind. But God was not in that. What God was trying to do is say, you're paying attention to the chaos. But I have a word for you. Come on. We're paying attention to the things that are frightening. That's our focus. But God was in a still, small voice. Come on. We got things all around us threatening from the adversary himself to every instrument and tool he's using, all of it seems threatening. Even from the mortal body we in, the, the trouble and the pain and the discomfort and the diagnosis, all of that seems threatening. But God says, the word says, still, small voice, God won't in the fire. He won't in the earthquake. He won't in the wind. He won't in the rocks that the mountain had broken into rocks into pieces. He, he came by. And that was a form of frightening things. 
but a still small voice. We need to tarry long enough for that still small voice. There are frightening things around us. Again, he left the frightening situation and then here comes God with all of that chaos to prove a point. That still small voice. I love this because what to me God was saying when he never dressed. He, come on, Elijah explained it twice. He was trying to justify what he had done twice with the Lord. I'm zealous for you. I was doing your bid. And then all of this happened and my life was threatened. And then God gave instructions. What God is trying to say to Elijah is that I know what you just went through and it was threatening and it was scary and you were afraid. But there's something after this. He gave Elijah instructions on what to do. If you don't take the time to listen in the midst of all that's going on in your life, you're going to miss what is what it remains and what God needs for you to do after this. You're going to miss what is after this. I don't know what your this is. I don't know what's threatening in your life. I don't know the chaos that's in your life, but there is something after this. And God needs you to listen in this season. Stop debating. Stop walking around to everybody trying to justify the things where you are in your life with the season you're in. Stop trying to validate yourself. Stop trying to just trying to position yourself in places that God hasn't placed you. That's why we're talking so much. We're trying to justify ourselves and we're trying to place ourselves in position. But God is saying, stop doing that. I need you to listen because there's something after this. I know you're in a confused state of mind because of the chaos and the frightening things, but I just need you to listen. There is something after this. Proverbs 8 and 33, listen to my instructions and be wise and do not regard it. And then Proverbs 16 and 20 said, those who listen to instruction will prosper. God wants us to listen. Are you listening God, I tell you, God had to work with me on that because I felt that everything that was said, I needed to respond. When you're in conversations with people, God had to teach me, you don't need to respond. Everything does not require response. Sometimes it serves us better if we would just be quiet <laughs> for a season. And just listen, wait for God to tell us what to say and more importantly, what to do in this season. Amen. I have run out of time. I pray that that helps somebody. I pray that it did. Thank you for tuning in today and spending time with me. And remember today and throughout every day to rejoice and be glad for God loves you.